Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gurman. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We are also here, freshly back from Jamaica, is our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Shane, looking very tanned. No, I'm not. Not tan. looking that tan. You have a pretty nice natural tan, I'd say. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You're, 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 you're naturally dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like also, I was using SPF 100, if I'm being honest. I don't even know what that means. It means 100% protection. Like some SPFs 30, which most people use, mm-hmm. just so they get a little tan. I use 100. I wow. feel like in your younger days, you refused to use sunscreen at all. I did, but now I'm like getting older. Yeah. So. I remember we've been on many vacations, and you'd be like, I don't fuck with sunscreen. Do, do you use sunscreen? <laughs> Barely. Yeah, me too. I should. I, I mean, a little bit on my face. And, and like Danica's always like on my ass, like put your sunscreen on. Mm. But I was kind of in the Shane boat where I'm just like, but the sun's no joke, man. Erica? Yes, I use sunscreen. Nice. We're also here with uh, intern Erica, mm. who is Hello. working. I was going to get to you, but then That's we got right. caught up on Jamaica. You're a very white person, Erica. Yeah, <laughs> you would need it. I'm pretty uh, pale, but I can tan. Yeah, you, but you if can I, rock a good tan. Where's the tan then? It's August. Where's the tan? <laughs> oh, this is the tan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just, I, I have tan lines, but I'm very fair in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. <laughs> so we have a few uh, topics to get to. We haven't done one in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like our last couple episodes have been very interesting. Obviously, we had the lost episode. We tried yeah. to recreate it. Then we got to the interview with uh, Jesse Gaskell and Mike Sweeney. Did you ever listen to that? Yeah, mix? it was great. Loved it. They're fascinating. Really eh? fascinating. Cool inside look at uh, Conan O'Brien. And this week, we have a few topics. And I, I just mentioned Conan, actually, and Jesse Gaskell. And I kind of want to bring this up. This isn't one of the topics, but I thought this was funny because Twitter was going a little bit insane over mm. the last 24 hours. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Did you see Conan on the cover of Variety? That's right. I saw that. So what happened is Variety put Conan on the cover with a microphone and it says, Audio boom. Conan O'Brien is among a new wave of podcasters helping to transform this niche medium into a viable business. Are we mentioned in this piece? We, I, I haven't read it. Okay. but what We was, probably are though. Yeah. But yeah. what's so funny about this is so many people with podcasters have, who have had podcasts for a half decade or more, your Marins of the world, uh-huh. your Rogans, whatever. It's like... Conan starts a podcast like six months ago yeah. and now he's on the cover of Variety as the face <laughs> of like podcasts. So, so many salty takes have jumped into like the Twitter sphere where it's like, oh, because we haven't been doing this and making a business of this for, you know, it's like Serial came out almost what? Like, sure, five years ago. Yeah, it's like, it's like, and now like they're like, podcasts are here because Conan jumped in. <laughs> One, I mean, whatever. The truth is it's like, I guess for stuff to go mainstream, you do need huge names to sort of like join up and start doing something like that. So it's not necessarily like when they say becomes a viable business, I guess that's the word. I guess people that have been doing it as a full-time gig, like a Mark Maron, find that sort of insulting on some level. Yeah, but also if you want the clickbait, if if you're Variety and you want to sell some ad space, you're not going to put some niche comedian on it who who is making a living from his podcast, but you're not going to put them on the cover of... Like they got to sell digital magazines. Yeah. (laughs) I just have sympathy for variety. It's like, Hey, Joe Blow, who has like who makes forty thousand dollars a year, good for you, amazing. Like the fact that you can do that just by talking into a microphone, good for you. But you're, you don't deserve the cover of that magazine. Well, and it is a pretty big sign of the times. I mean, if yeah. Brad Pitt started a podcast, it'd be like, holy shit, this is a, obviously a revolution. That's yeah. a that's an interesting I, comparison. Mm-hmm. It's like when movie stars would go to TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. it like it makes t- it's it's honestly like this thing where everyone's like, oh, Meryl Streep's going to be on a TV show. Like she's going to be on Big Little Lies. It, 
it's like the, the sort it of like... It speaks to the medium. It speaks to the medium. Yeah. TV's become so good or like this sort of like great creative space that the biggest movie stars in the world will do it. This is maybe analogous to that in the sense that, to Shane's point, when somebody with a TV show like Conan where like TV show used to be the medium, that's what you wanted. He's now podcasting. Uh-huh. Maybe yeah. it speaks to sort of the growth of, of this industry. And it's business. like just because you've been podcasting for 15 years or whatever and Conan just hopped in doesn't mean you're better than Conan. And by the way, Conan is better than you. I oh, listen yeah. to his podcast and the, the he dude has is, a better podcast has, has a better podcast, podcast yeah. than probably 99% of people who have been doing it for 10 well, years. So good, fuck you, everybody. Well, a, good, a good analogy would be like, I've been playing basketball 20 years, yeah. and then this LeBron James guy comes up, and he's 18, <laughs> and he's on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. It's like, I started playing like 20 yeah, It's like, I haven't been playing since 1987. Fuck this guy. <laughs> so just because you have a podcast, you've been doing it a while, doesn't mean you're uh-huh. good or better than Conan, who's amazing. I think it's the people that have huge followings that have been sure, doing it. It's, okay. it's, it's still not, it's, not better it's, than It's Conan. not like Basement Dude, like that's yeah. like got whatever like a, it's literally people like Joe Rogan who have become like you know a Mark Maron who's literally the sort of pod father in a lot of ways, or Bill Simmons has had a viable uh, career as a podcast yeah, Joe Rogan would have a good argument so, I'm trying to think of what, what sort of the negative analogy would be because like, I get what you guys are saying like talent always wins so mm-hmm. it's like obviously the best player is going to get recognized the most I think it's the idea that it's like Conan has now shone a light on this niche thing whereas <laughs> these guys are saying it's not niche by the way though Joe Rogan has had profiles in the Atlantic in Slate Magazine Bill Simmons said like and then this is and like five years ago Bill Simmons was featured in the New York Times about this very thing about his podcast being because they've been doing it though. yeah cause, no because they've been doing that but I'm just saying that th- those other comedians have had their shine at some point or another but that's not the issue the issue is that Conan literally just started doing this and then they're acting like they're saying like Conan has now made this a viable business mm. thank you Conan for saving this niche industry uh, but I think he since he already had a platform which was the late night talk show I think he's showing how powerful podcast is because he likes this better that's the angle mm-hmm. I completely agree yeah. I think that like to show how sort of powerful the format is you have like a Conan O'Brien who literally has a, a platform on television every night which used to be king is now podcasting which is I mean again like I, I sort of like I find the whole thing entertaining like people getting salty it's like it is the way it, uh, that it is. A famous person will always make something more interesting to the masses, and Conan is a more famous entertainer than a lot of people that have podcasts. Yeah, my attitude is that it's like the, the fact that like the, the theme of a podcast is on the cover of Variety is just, I think, good for business. It's, it's like for everybody. I mean, it's like all, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. So the salty takes are just uh, people got to chill out. But so who who is the uh, the loud voice here? Who wants so to like be? so like if you go through like uh, um, this was like trending on Twitter, which is how I, I saw it. So like all these like check marked like accounts, people with podcasts and stuff like that, they're all jumping in and sort of like with their hot takes like about. So they this think cover. they should be on the cover. These unknown people. Nope, I think that they think that it's hilarious that like I think it's more like. Um, this is how out of touch this mainstream magazine is. Yeah. Like for Variety to think that Conan has made this a viable industry shows that they haven't been paying attention to the money that's been generated for the last half decade. Yeah, it would be like the kind of the equivalent of, let's say like, this is a bad example, but like Rolling Stone putting like Drake on the cover and going like, rap is here to stay. Exactly. And then all the rappers being like, what? Like exactly. we sell at arenas and rap is actually the most that's popular genre. a good genre. analogy, Max. Okay, thanks. So yeah. that's kind of the thing where it's like, wait, so like Drake's on the cover and it's like he's... He's made rap viable now. Yeah, like rap, been, yeah, he's made it mainstream. Rap's whatever. here to stay. Yeah, that's what I think the issue is. What, what are your thoughts? I've been thinking about Twitter because I'm on Twitter probably a little too often, and the hierarchy of blue check marks versus not blue check marks. And I'm and I'm sick. And as someone who has a blue check mark, like the entitlement that comes with it is so I'm, fucking annoying. I'm going annoying. to get into this at the end uh, uh, <laughs> with with my. Uh, 
Jamaica action. But oh, really? Yeah, okay, it's related. <laughs> but I will say I love the blue check mark. You love the blue check mark. I love it. Yeah, just I, I was listening to Ryan Rosillo's podcast the other day, and he was talking about how uh, he had a bad experience on a flight, and he and they said, oh, and then all the whenever any fucking. Uh, blue check mark has a bad experience. They always call out the airline and the at blah blah blah, and they they're so entitled about it. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of annoying. Like it, there is a social hierarchy that is developed with social media that are like the haves and the have nots, and I kind of don't like it. Well, this is a huge philosophical question. Yeah. So it's like in a society we have like a way to sort of establish worth yeah. for better or worse, and, and like you can talk about you know. How it's established, but the fact is, it does exist. And so it's like we talk about this with awards. Shane and I, we work for a company. Like, there's these ad awards called Promaxes, and I think I've always historically thought Promaxes are like I don't I don't like the idea of awards because I think awards are weird, especially for things like creative and subjective things. Because who are the people choosing? Who are the judges? Who's judging the judge? All this stuff. It's always an inherently weird system. But that being said. When I have won Promaxes, it feels good all of a sudden. So it's like that thing where it's like, it's like, I hate this system. It's ridiculous. But then you win one. You're like, oh, it's good. But then ultimately you <laughs> yeah. go, what is this structure? And some people would argue, well, you need those Promaxes because they go on a resume and it makes you stand out from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like these are differentiating factors. So what we do is we build a hierarchy. So it's like it's almost like you have a problem with like society as a whole if you have a problem with blue check marks getting preferential <laughs> treatment. I, I, I do kind of actually. That's what I mean. But yeah. it's, it's like anything. You can use your blue check mark for good or evil. Mm. It's like if you're a very powerful person like uh, Harry, yeah, uh, who's trying to use his uh, notoriety for the This the is a subject we're getting into. Help the environment. Megan and Harry have been jetting around on private jets. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But, but they're, they're trying to use their uh, metaphorical blue check mark to help the earth. Or yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, etc. Yeah. Or you can just be like maybe like a Paris Hilton type and just party or whatever yeah yeah Maybe that's but a it's dated more like reference. why do people get why do we have a blue check mark society to prove that you're a legit person and it's a very important thing for celebrities so you're not personated but what's a legit person what does that mean yeah no, well, I just, think, just that you're popular no, no no i think i think originally the intention was to prove that you are like, who you actually are talk verification for, verification yeah. but, for, but for i'm saying person. in society like whether i don't even talk about famous like i'm saying like a legit person there's people that eat in fancy restaurants there's people that get preferential treatment what makes someone a legit person well if, if because someone who's who's prone to being impersonated yeah yeah if you're susceptible no, 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 to no, i mean okay. i mean more philosophically like like why do why are people important not just on twitter because twitter is just a, 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 a microcosm well of because it. you if you have a lot of influence Right, and it's kind of like you know if a person has influence or they they don't. Yeah, it is a it's very hard tool to in that sense because if you think you're following a certain celebrity, it turns out it's not him, but he's gamed a lot bunch of people into giving a bunch. Right. Of, yeah, I'm trying to go bigger than Twitter though. Yeah. I'm okay. saying like rich people that get like they get into oh, restaurants. Sure. They get it depends. Treatment. Is it important to get into a restaurant if we're going that philosophical? Like, who gives a shit? Well, to some people, like for yeah. the restaurant, yes, it's important for their business because they need people of a certain status to be able to afford the food. People who don't care about restaurants, like myself, it's not important. Okay, so like all the societal things that can be unlocked by money and fame, let's yeah. talk mm-hmm. about, right? Like uh, jumping ahead in lines, getting things you want, getting tickets yeah. to things, blah, 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 blah. To me, a blue check mark on Twitter is just like a digital version of that. It's like, or, or it's sort of a representation of your status in society. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's like if people have a problem with blue check mark people, well, they should have a problem with the way that we operate as a society. Meaning sure. every, there's, a bunch, there's a certain small amount of people that always get to the front of a line. 
That's yeah. just the way it works. We're sitting with one right here. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's why it's funny to me that it's like the blue check mark thing is like these people are going to complain. It's like you're living a blue check mark life. <laughs> of course. So and it's you like, get all the spoils, Max. So what? So what? But, sure. so, it's, <laughs> so philosophically, we need to be okay with the fact that like some people are more important than others, and that's what Twitter is showing and proving. More important for certain things, I think. Yeah. In in a grand scheme, it's like we're all equal. But if it's who who's more important to be courtside a Raptors game, Max. Yep. I just don't like the, the entitlement that comes with it. Like, I, I you're, no, you're totally right that, like, I get free shit all the time. I get front of the line access all the time. But I never feel entitled to it. If someone says, Max, you, you don't get front of the line, I'm like, okay, I'll go to the back of the line. Like, and, and there is an entitlement factor <clears throat> to people with the blue check marks that go, because I have a blue check mark, I'm going to shame this, this or that and hope I get something for it or I'll feel mm-hmm. really good about it. And I don't like that. And to Shane's point about you can use the blue check mark for good or for bad, I think a lot of people with blue check marks just like like to wave around their power. In the same way that a lot of rich people just like, like to wave around their power and get their shit for, uh, like, for whatever suits them best. And I don't like that. Do you think it'd be okay for people without a blue check mark to like shame these airlines and stuff like that? Uh, they do all the time. But do you think that's though. okay? Like yeah. is that is that like different than if someone with a blue check mark? I, I just don't, th- don't think people will care. Why people get annoyed though is because people get fucked over every day. But if you're not important or have a blue check mark, nobody's going to do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. So like, and and, and I don't so, think that's fair. I think everybody should be treated equally shitty. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, and or equally good. I blue say. check mark people might say, hey, listen, like I've like I've worked hard to accumulate a certain amount of power, and I'm going to like say like this this airline shouldn't get away with being shitty or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Again, if they're, like, they're doing a Robin Hood thing, then fair enough. Good I, for them. Also depends on the issue. Some yeah, things sure. are very frivolous that you shouldn't bring up, and yep. some things are important that you're kind of fighting for the people. Yeah, speaking on behalf. And, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think any one human is necessarily more important than another. But I just, I recognize that in our society, we have a construct in which we absolutely have more important people than other, and it's usually based on money. Can you generate a certain amount of revenue? Well, you're more valuable than somebody else. That's all I'm saying. And I think that the checkmark system is kind of like. It's just sort of like a, a mirror of that on Twitter. Speaking of fighting for the people, uh, I was on the Go Bus uh, yes, yesterday, two Ooh. days ago. Yep, going from Toronto to Hamilton. Common man, common man, right? <laughs> and uh, I was Is that on- Max. I think he has a check mark. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. on this bus. It's Would you like check. to drive this bus, young man? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at, at Go uh, Go Transit. This bus was a terrible experience yeah. today. Um, so I was I was on the set. It was a double decker. You've been on it before. Oh, yeah. Many times. Many times. You're on it like every day. And it was uh, like midday. It wasn't too, too busy. And there was a woman at the front of the top of the bus who was talking very, very loudly, very like passionately, kind of like yelling into the phone in a language I didn't understand. And she was like, you know, she's pretty worked up. Couldn't tell what she was saying. I figured, okay, you know, the bus is going to leave in three minutes from the station. I'm not going to say anything, but if she keeps going for like an, like another five minutes, I'm going to politely with my warmest smile just say, hey, you know, there's people back here. Because everybody around me was going, well, this woman shut up. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was really antisocial behavior. So the bus takes off. She, she's still going. I kind of peer over. She's on FaceTime yelling at her, maybe her son on the phone. Enjoy your anger. I couldn't tell okay. because it was a language. Sometimes I it's hard, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. And so we're literally in like Oakville at this point. So she's been on the phone this whole time yelling like, ah! like that. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, and so I go, you know what? I'm going to take one for the team here because I can tell everybody around me is very annoyed at this woman. And I walk up to her and I kind of lean over. I go, uh, excuse me, excuse me. 
She does not even hear me. I'm literally hovering over her shoulder. She wearing headphones? No, no. She's just talking to the phone. She, and, and she's like just still yelling into the phone. And then I, and I didn't have the nerve to tap her. I didn't want to touch her. Yeah. So I just go, so I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. She does not even look at me. So I just turn around, I shrug my shoulders, and I go back to my seat. I <laughs> and, then, and then this other young guy goes, I'm going to give it a shot. He, he, so he didn't say that to me, but he, I see him walking up and walking over. And then, I, and then he decides to give her a little tap on the shoulder. And he goes, and he's also trying to be nice about it. He's like, uh, excuse me, um, could you maybe uh, keep your voice down? And then she just looks up and she's like, my mom, she just died. Oh, <laughs> oh and no. then And then he goes, oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. No. And then just walks back. And it was like, obviously it's not funny at all if her, if her mother just passed away. But whenever anybody's acting in that way, there's a part of you that goes, okay, is there something really serious going on or is this person just an asshole? Right. And when you go up to tap them on the shoulder, you're like, I really hope she's just being an asshole so you can get her just to yeah. do what you want. But of course, that guy really got the shit end of the stick with that piece of information. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. So it's a good life hack to kind of get you out of any situation. Is, Just is say that you someone passed away? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a you were enthusiasm. being a real dick at that party. <laughs> my mom, she just died. It's like, why is he talking yeah. in Italian accent? This isn't like you at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mourning. Um, yeah, man, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, what would you have? So obviously, you backed off before yeah. really pushing it. If she had said that to you, would you have like given your condolences, or oh, would I you have been like, "I'm very sorry, carry on." Slinked away. And also, uh, this also related to this conversation we're having. Um, I'm, I'm getting catfished right now. I think, or is, or I'm being the product of a catfish. I don't know what that term is. Someone is someone using your image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah happened out. to me, man. Yeah. So basically, uh, someone on Facebook, uh, Nick Nick found this. Uh, is calling himself Max Osborne. It's posting with a picture of me and Ashley. Wow. <laughs> Ashley is uh, Mary Jean Osborne, I guess, is the Ashley character in this situation. There's a, there's a really nice picture of Ashley and I like backstage somewhere. I have my arm around her. This is mm-hmm. Mandra Ash we're talking about. And um, it says, technically, we're here to celebrate my birthday out with friends because it's been delayed for a few days already. Been very busy with all the set lists, sound checks, and brainstorming. But for you, Max, I'm happy and willing to give away for a beautiful celebration of love, happiness, and trust. Congratulations to you and Michelle. I wish all the best. Like, I don't know what these people what are. What is going on? Yeah, but there we are. And so, uh, Ashes, I manage Ashes on the case. And uh, if you catfish us, we'll get you. So wow. That's a warning. That's crazy, man. Yeah. First time for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Man, do you feel violated? No, I, I kind of found it funny. I was like, oh, cool. This is like, I'm a real celebrity now. <laughs> but then um, Ash was not happy with it at all. What are your thoughts on, like, there's probably someone somewhere in, like, a college town posing as you, like, on social media and, mm. like, DMing girls. What are your thoughts if that's going on? You're just like, hey, like, it's just not me. It's not going to be me. Like, like, did, like, are, do you have, like, an inherent, like, does it make you queasy? Or do you just not think it's happening? Do you not think about it? Well, I mean, there's been situations where people... Uh, pretended to be me at yeah. like weddings and stuff like that. Did we, did we talk about this? No. Like a friend of Greg's, <clears throat> I think maybe it wasn't pretending to be me, but people went up to him at the wedding thinking it was me, going, "Are you Max Markels?" And he was like, "Yep." <laughs> That's <laughs> so he, hilarious. So he wasn't parading around like me, but he didn't, uh, you know, deny it. And right. and uh, it was somebody who actually knew Ian Court. So, so so like it was a very Hamilton related thing. And the guy ended up being a colleague of your brother Greg's. So. Ian was like, hey, just so you know, there's uh, my friend thinks she, thinks she's going on a date with you like next week. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then I, and then he's like, I was like, who's the guy? And he found a picture of the guy. 
And then I show it to Greg. Greg's like, I know that guy. I work with that guy. That's <laughs> Did hilarious. he look like you? Uh, a little bit. Mm. Right. But I imagine when that guy goes on a date, he's going to come clean. Yeah, it's going like to become think, a funny anecdote. Yeah, I like to think this is all funny anecdotes. I, I, I guess I'd only be annoyed if it became like a creepy thing. Yes. Exactly. But in, in my mind, it's all like kind of in good fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the truth will be revealed pretty quickly. It will always. Exactly. Yeah. So in person, it's different than I find online if you're doing sure. it. It's more dubious. Yeah. The online stuff's probably a little weirder. Yeah, which is why the Facebook thing's a little weirder. Yeah. Max Osborne, which is actually kind of a cooler name than Max. Why Kevin. not use your real last name? That's curious. It almost makes it seem more like he it's a stage name and that this is the real Max because he's True. using his Smart. real last name or something. Or maybe it's a fake name. Like everyone knows Max Kerman's my real name, but for Facebook, I've changed my name. That's you know, what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 thought, I, I thought it was no, you inverse. Flipped it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I did the inverse. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. The, what, what teachers do is exactly that because yeah. they can't have their students finding them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Man. Smart person. Crazy. Yeah. They should be giving teachers check marks. That's what I'm saying, guys. Yeah, there you go. The real people that are doing the work in this. That's true. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Let me know how we'll it goes, We'll send them a man. cease and desist letter. People got to be careful on the internet. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of phonies out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people looking to take advantage of uh, people. Uh, should we get to these topics? Yeah. Okay, so the first topic is... Well, let's do Harry and Meghan. As Shane yeah. mentioned, uh, they're using their status or their 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 blue check mark for good causes, charitable things. Uh, have been sort of called hypocrites for taking private jets because we know that they are very taxing on the environment uh, for their usage and their sort of the gas, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a million things we get into, like I think like emissions and all that stuff. Yeah. Private private flight is not good for the environment. It's two uh, percent of the worldwide emissions. Yeah, so that's crazy. quite a bit. Not private flights, just flights in general. Yeah, planes. yeah, planes. So I guess there's, so if you're going to fly, it's probably better to be in a plane with a hundred people than just mm-hmm. two people. It's like a it's like a waste of. Uh, of yeah, Al Gore got in trouble for this too because yeah. he had that uh, very influential documentary and he was mm. jetting around in this the inconvenient an inconvenient truth. Yeah, and yeah. this weekend I think uh, it came to light because they were in Ibiza, flew home, and then flew to Nice. So mm-hmm. it was like two short trips, and people were pissed off about it. So what's the angle here? Is it is it the gotcha nature? Well, of I like, was talking to Lauren about this last night, and I was like, you know, like what do we make of you know famous people or rich people doing this? And she and she had a good point. She was like, look, the, the whole point of their job is to like um, is to is literally to travel and uh, and shed light on important matters, important global matters that are happening around the world. And the idea of them going to the fucking airport and fl- and she's like and flying fucking Delta, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is like ridiculous. And especially you know it's like it's it would be the equivalent of saying, hey Barack Obama, why aren't you flying commercial? Like it would just cause too much of a commotion. Mm-hmm. Like practically speaking, logistically speaking, it would be a nightmare. And also, and Lauren pointed out, like the way the that the UK press has treated the royals over the years has not been favorable whatsoever and if they want to fly privately they should have every right to i said okay that's totally fair i think in situations like the barack obama's of the world the world fam totally fine but then i was like but what do we think about the like just rich people like the paris hiltons as you say flying privately and i was like yeah see that's a problem like because if airplane travel is as bad as everyone says it is and these people are just fucking around and taking private planes to jamaica or whatever you didn't take private to Jamaica, did you? I did actually. Yeah. Blue, blue check mark. I'll, baby. I'll get to that at the end. <laughs> uh, th- then I was like, maybe we should shame those people. Maybe we should like be pr- you know printing out lists of like what what international playboys are spending the most money yeah. in Shaming the air. Shaming only works if people give a shit. I know, I know. And then Lauren said, "That's a stupid idea." Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren. Lauren just said, "Shaming does not work." And also, 
if we want to talk about global emissions, like air air travel is two percent, but I think people's diets actually and the, the amount of meat we eat is actually way worse for global emissions. I don't have a statistic on that. Yeah, it's but, all the cow farts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's an epidemic. <laughs> it is. It honestly it is. is. Mike it's farts a- are also an epidemic <laughs> in my home, uh, as we discussed in the last episode. And um, yeah, so she's like, if people want to like you know cause a fuss about anything like let's air air travel is actually not where you begin well lauren just stole my speech so thanks a lot oh, that was sorry. my whole like thought he came process. here with an angle yeah and ah, just totally, sorry, you, yeah. You, you stepped on it sorry all right did you, what's you, the any, next stop any additional <laughs> stop? <laughs> thanks lauren <laughs> well you know what it's like i don't know man it's like it is very this shane and i talk about this quite a bit like the idea of like Sort of what philosophically should be the, the the way we do things, and then what the reality of the situation is. You can't deny the truth or reality. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, it's like this is a service available to these wealthy people who live a different lifestyle than the common person. We're constantly always like comparing, uh, like the, these people that sort of live like they might as well be aliens, to be honestly, the way they live compared to the way that other mm-hmm. people live. So it's like we almost have to like tear down the whole infrastructure if you have an issue with it. Otherwise, it's like it's just the way that it is. Like they're going to. Try travel that way and like to Shane and uh, Lauren's point it's like part of their job is to go and sort of like be in these places and that's the most efficient way probably for them to actually do that mm-hmm. which is probably a greater good than the environmental the the tax that it, that it has on the environment I don't know but it's just like it's almost like people have an issue with like the way that our social structure is and economic structure it's like there's going to be wealthy people there's gonna be rich people and they're going to actually do things differently um, and there's going to be a bunch, a whole bunch of other people, and they're going to live a certain way. And it's like you can't deny that reality. Yeah, and I, and I said I was like, well, we should be holding a, a, like uh, rich people really accountable to the way they spend their money, so they give away more of their money to people who need it. And then Lauren said, well, to most people, you're a fucking rich guy, so fuck you. And that's I was true. Like, I was like, that's also true. So and philosophical. Yeah, I made like, that point on like five pods ago. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I honestly did. Have you and Lauren been going for coffee, <laughs> <laughs> sharing all their ideas? But anyway, yeah. The um, you know how I like structure and how I like things sort of um, being presented and laid out in a, in a way that we can all follow. That's what I, you're known for. That's yeah. what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. Is I wish there was just like a pie chart that was just put out at the beginning of every year going, all right, here's where people ought to be paying their, like giving their, their attention to. If, if we want to talk about like social change. And sure. I know we, we, the issue with this pie chart is that I don't think anybody could ever agree on what the numbers ought to be in this pie nope. chart. Yeah. But it, I just wish somebody would be like, all right, everybody, 62% climate change, 2%. Uh, whatever, like five percent, you know, racial inequality. And that's a bad number to say, but you, whatever it is, what are we all doing here? What are sure. we all doing here? And then we can appropriately campaign, whether it's on Twitter or outrage culture or anything, to that degree. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, just just whenever you wake up every morning and you're pissed off about something, just look at the pie chart, mm-hmm. and that's probably where you should be allotting your time. Well, too, and instead of changing the people, change the product. So. Straws are b- getting banned everywhere now, but n- these waxy paper or metal straws are paper, everywhere. Now. Paper and metal straws are sort of the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tesla comes out with cars that are very efficient on gas. Do that with planes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about like monitoring what people are doing because yeah. everything's clean. What about the straw thing? Is interesting. Yeah. I <laughs> well, but, you know, well, it's a wedge issue. So yeah. the the. <laughs> like you sent us an article about that Trump is selling. Like, oh, no, you sent that. Or did you send that, Erica? No, so, I just uh, Ash, it. manager Ash. Ash. Okay. So basically, Trump, I think, <laughs> is doubling down on plastic straws. Wait, that was a joke. That wasn't real. That's real. That's a we- that's real, man. Oh really? I thought that was a joke too. 
Was that a? That I'm pretty sure. That can't is be it a satire? Real. I'm pretty sure that's. Oh not, my god. Okay, explain it. And I'll look it up to see if it's so real. Please look up if it's real. <laughs> and you and you have to read what they say. Well, the, the major straw. issue is this: is so like straws are made from plastic. There's this huge movement to to minimize our plastic use because it's not truly recyclable in the way that like uh, uh, other things are recyclable. The way that like even aluminum can be recyclable. So people are trying to to, to move plastic out of society. Obviously, the first target on that hit list is going to be straws. They're somewhat superfluous. You can drink out of a cup just fine. And now we can make paper straws. But they do get really, like, uh, soggy. I, I hate paper straws. Mm-hmm. But I've just dis- I'm I can pretty sure straws. it's real. Re- read the, the line and let the people decide if they think this is real. Liberal paper straws don't work. Stand with President Trump and buy your pack of recyclable straws today. And there is uh, it's BPA-free, reusable and recyclable, 9-inch long. Plastic uh, straws. Pla- pack of uh, 10 identical straws, and it says Trump on it. And there's a little black girl <laughs> using it. So the reason that this is a wedge is because it's kind of like, first of all, you mentioned the environment should be 60%. It's like there's a large vocal sort of like segment of the population that think the uh, environmental change is a hoax. Yeah. They don't even believe it. So it's mm-hmm. like we, didn't, we can't even agree on that, first yeah. of all. So, so recycling something like plastic, it makes people very angry that they're told they can't have their straws anymore. That It's like, what you're doing is actually harmful for the environment, so you can't have your fucking bendy straws at your kid's birthday party. They're like, it's happening again. These fucking people, the government is coming in, and they're taking my shit away, and they're making me feel like feel bad about something I've been doing since I was a kid, and they're like, these fucking liberals. And so the straws have become this wedge issue where it's like another example of us changing the way it was in the good old days. So a way for like Trump to make America great again or keep America great is literally uh, by saying... I'm doubling down on these plastic straws. These environmental wackos on the left, you, you don't want to have their soggy paper straws. And the paper straws do suck. I'm and this is a real website. This is totally Donald oh, Trump's wow. website. Yeah. It's funny. Well, everything Trump does is high comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like... I'm trying to buy Greenland. Yeah, the Greenland thing is hilarious. I mean, yeah. his Instagram page, it's a doctored photo of the Trump Hotel in the middle of like a shanty town in Greenland. <laughs> Did you he canceled his like meeting with yeah, uh, the with Denmark. Denmark because they won't sell him the island. Yeah, yeah they, she made comments or whatever about uh, not being interested in having a negotiation about selling him Greenland. And he's like, I've decided to postpone my thing until like we're ready to negotiate in good faith. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, this is like, he's actually the greatest distraction artist of all time. He oh, knows yeah. how to fucking own a news cycle. It's <laughs> like, shit, uh, this, this thing with Israel is kind of getting a little bit heated. Let's try to fucking buy Greenland, and then <laughs> everybody will report about it. It's like the you know the people are getting antsy, or it looks like the economy is going to crash. Fuck it, let's take on the straws. Let's give the people their plastic straws back. You know what I mean? Because everything is this wedge issue, an example of left trying to take something away from the right and say your way of life is wrong, and that's very that's okay, here's visceral. Question. Is there anything he could possibly do that would make him go, I resign? Like, is there like literally anything that he would go? I I've done something bad. I need to resign. I don't know if there is one. Yeah, yeah. probably pedophilia or murder. But he would say it was fake. The evidence was fake. Yeah, I don't think he'd one ever own up to it. And or if he did own up to it, he'd go, the Clintons have been doing it. Whatever. Let's. <laughs> right. I want to buy Greenland. Fuck you. And he'd move on to the next thing. Like I honestly think <laughs> yeah. like I it's the, the because he lacks shame, mm-hmm. and he just loves and he thinks everything is entertainment. I just don't think there's one thing, which is an incredible feat. For well, there's human. no such thing as evidence in his world. So, like, even if he was like, if there was a tape of him doing some sort of act with an underage person, he would say the tape was fake, yeah. and he would he would die on that cross, yeah. and enough people would believe him, and he'd go to blah blah blah. So it's just like I don't know. Like I I, I thought about this before. I was like, what if a tape came out of him? Sort of like uh, bad mouthing his followers. What if? What if like? Because the thing is, he is an elitist. He is like a very rich person that wants to stay rich, and he wants the, the system to stay the same. It is, but a lot of the people that vote for him 
kind of vote against their own self-interest, like lifting, like they're like, he's a man of the people. He speaks my way. It's like he lives in a fucking gold palace in like the the penthouse in New York and the Trump. T- like he lives in what looks like a chic's fucking like like uh, like like lofty apartment. And the know? joke is that when he goes to these uh, middle of nowhere towns and has these big rallies, he goes on stage, he gives a, a a speech, but he doesn't like to talk to any of them. He's like in and out. I think like famously, he doesn't glad hand. He's like because he he does not want to actually interact with any of those kinds of people. Yeah. And, and like, that's the thing. It's like, I, I empathize a lot with the people that are feeling like very marginalized, or like they can't get a shot in the society and that, you know, it's, industry has left them behind and they're always in their jobs and all that stuff. But it's like, I just don't get why Trump's the guy. And it, it has of to course. be the anger. Yeah. But anyway. You heard our song People's Champ, right? <laughs> I heard the song People's yeah. Champ, yeah. I think I articulated there. So <laughs> if he, if he, I don't know. So anyway, in, you know, months ago I was like, well, maybe if a tape came out of him like sort of like revealing the elitist that he is and sort of has disdain for his his base or whatever, like that came out like some sort of, or apprentice tapes. I'm like, I don't think it would do it. I think he'd either say they're fake or he would find a way to like justify what he said. Right. Speaking of that, actually, um, I posted something on Instagram. I forget what it was, but it was, it was maybe Trump related. And somebody said, hey, keep in mind. I wish I could find the thing. But he said, hey, keep in mind that some of your fans are Trump fans and have been to eight of your shows, including Keita Bowles, the last one. So clearly the guy messaging me. So this is like this is like a, a Trump so it's like watch, watch your opinions, buddy, or I'll stop going to Keita Bowles. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, because I posted, this is why, I posted that hilarious video of Julian, of Julian giving the suck it sign to the Trump hotel, and which I thought was so fucking funny. And some guy goes, hey, yeah, just just keep in mind that, like, this is offensive to some of your fans. And I was like, what do I, I didn't say anything back to it, but what do you guys, what, what would you guys do in my situation? Where has he been? You're quite outspoken about that stuff. Here it is. Remember some of your fans who have seen you seven times live, Bal most recently, support Trump. Just saying, since everyone is about inclusion these days. I think right, this person is right. talking about themselves because the seven is pretty specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely talking about it. Uh, well, okay. So, like, you need to make a choice mm-hmm. as, like, an entertainer or, like, a business. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's famously, like, Kurt Cobain, you know, back in the days, like, if you're a homophobe or you're this, 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 it's like, don't come to our shows. Mm-hmm. Don't buy our records. We don't want your fucking money anyway. Yeah. You've seen a version of the Shea Serrano, who's a writer for uh, The Ringer. He's, like, a whatever he is, an editor. He came out with a book. And basically, he's very anti-Trump on social media. And he'll get the same things where it's like, hey, dude, like, a lot of sports fans support Trump. And it's like, you're losing sales. Yeah. And he'll basically say, I don't want your fucking money anyway. Yeah. This is his position, by the way. I think it's almost like you'd have to make a choice and pick a position where it's like, do you want to be inclusive and bring those people in from the right? Or do you want to say, if you share some of the views that I think Trump stands for or whatever your position is, we don't want you here? Yeah, I think whether or not I had a business uh, to consider, I I wouldn't, I don't, it's not really my style to be like, fuck you, fuck you, I don't give a shit about you. Because that's not what I'm, like, I like, I'm actually kind of interested in the conversation with somebody who might come from a, a different perspective. But I, the context here is kind of funny because like clearly we have a song called People's Champ. Clearly we've been like ranting and raving. About but maybe those people listening to that song think Trump's the People's Champ. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. What What if that song became like an anthem for the right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has happened yeah, to Bruce Springsteen. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Ronald Reagan would come out to the Born in the USA and... Springsteen was like, you're missing the point of this song altogether. And please, that, that's what it. I'm saying. So what if that were to happen? How would you feel about it? How would you react <laughs> if a ton of red hats were in the crowd at the next Arkell show? That'd be very interesting. Uh, that'd be, 
Yeah. Plastic straws for everybody. <laughs> we start selling them Max's as merch. Face yeah, they're in the merch that. thing. <laughs> um, it's like, it's good for business. Let's do it, boys. <laughs> what would you do? I don't know. Um, what if the Trump campaign offered you, the Arkells, $5 million to use People's Chip in their campaign video <laughs> no, for 2020? We cannot do that. But it's not publicized at all. It's very covert. It just gets transferred Everyone's to signing NDAs? Yes. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> no, I don't think we could do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I try not to be too, like, um, partisan when it comes to my politics. It's really just about, like, what is the best way we can kind of collectively move forward together. So it, it, with, the, with the values of inclusion and respect and equality, like all those things that I think probably people on the Democratic side would represent better than Donald Trump. So if I were to have a conversation with this guy, I'd be like, look, I'm all about inclusion, but, like, statistically speaking like factually speaking like i you can vote for whoever you want but this guy does not represent those ideals mm -hmm. and that's just sort of like the fact of the matter and, and if you're a trump supporter his main thing is uh roasts put down comedy <laughs> <laughs> all julian was doing was saying suck it like a trump supporter would love that well, yeah it was fucking hilarious <laughs> so, yeah so next subject or yep. do we have anything more on harry and megan so we're, we're cool with uh, people uh, flying private well, if they're if it's like the blue check mark thing, if they're doing it for a good cause, if they're if they're jet setting around to give speeches on why the environment's important, I think that's fine. What yeah. if it's just to be more efficient in business, like NBA teams? Well, that's I, okay because they're filling the plane. Yeah, they're I think it's a plane. security thing too, probably right. Like it's that's probably the exactly. safest yeah. way yep. for royalty exactly. to travel. I, I've not read this article, but I heard about it on a podcast. David Plotz on the political slate political gabfest was talking about a piece written by one of the hairs of the Walmart fortune, like one of the Waltons. Yeah. And she's, she's come out against private jets. She said, the, what it does to your mind of flying private like makes you that much more removed from society and into a way where like, there's something about going to the airport and having to stand in line in security and waiting in line and having your flights delayed that actually makes you feel like connected to other people in a very democratizing kind of way. Is that the word? And she said that's actually not good for your like, mental health and flying private's not good for that reason. So... Mm. I, sh I should read that one, and you guys should read it too. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. All right. Well, uh, so instead of moving on to another subject, we're just going to go to Shane's back from Jamaica. This is very exciting. Yeah. We, we haven't seen him in like five, five, six days. Yeah, I made some notes here because I want to get all the uh, beats here properly. But um, I went to Jamaica, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a little bit stressful. Mm. I'll just explain uh, why, uh, mainly to you, because I think Mike kind of, knows the deal but my wife wanted to go on three vacations this summer this well, summer well yeah well <laughs> this, she, i thought you were gonna say this year well she's a teacher right so summertime's her kind of time to go on vacations mm -hmm. so i said okay we can go on one bigger vacation <laughs> like a 10-day vacation yeah or do you want to go to three different places and we'll go on three mini trips for like four-day trips mm -hmm. so she thought about it and she ultimately decided to go on three mini trips mm -hmm. i was like cool but in the meanwhile uh, money from a side project that I had done was supposed to come in. You guys might know that project, but I won't say it out loud. Uh, so that money is just not coming. And that was money I had kind of put aside, uh, earmarked for this vacation. Then my, I have an income property. My renter moved out. Mm. We got a new renter. He got delayed a month. So that 1850 I was supposed to get from that mm. renter, that's gone. Then I got to replace a roof. On ah. the income property. That's 6500 So I'm 
less about, you know, $15,000, let's say right now than I thought I would have. Uh, so I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be tight. So how about this, Alex? Uh, you're an influencer. Mm-hmm. You're not quite a blue checkmark person, <laughs> but you can still message a bunch of resorts and let's see if we can get these trips for free because <laughs> a lot of hotel rooms, they're just empty and yeah. they're not putting to, uh, being put to use anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you promote the hotel and they're getting business out of it, they're like, fuck it. No one's here. It's the off season. Yeah. Like who's going to Jamaica in August? Not a lot of people. Well, you guys. Exactly. So m- most people will go in the wintertime, right? Because who's wasting a Canadian summer? Anyway, the, the trip was obviously to Jamaica. She messaged a hundred resorts. One agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you wonder, like, what is the status of this place? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, but I had been to this place before. I'll oh, admit. Okay. And, and let me clarify here. When I say agreed, they said, we'll give you a $500 voucher. Hmm. And to me, like, that's not a lot of money. And I don't mean to be flipping about 500 bucks, but like when you're in your, maybe Erica's age, 500 is a lot of money, right? Oh, that is. Yes. When you're 30 with like a baby, that's like a trip to Shoppers Drug Mart. (laughs) So it's like, to me, I'm like, uh, oh man, (laughs) wipes and diapers are not cheap. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, like, let's see if we can find a, a better place than this. I'm like, this place is perfectly fine. I went there five years ago, but let's see if we can find a better place, whatever. Then she's like, oh, it's U.S. dollars. So I'm like, okay, that's $665 I did the yeah, conversion. Sure. Okay, let's, let's go to this place. So we booked the place, and they're like, we're going to get a $500 uh, voucher. We don't get it off r- right away. We got to go there and get the $500 uh, Does that voucher. Make you nervous? No. Okay. Like, she was on the level. She was dealing with the... the all, all these people through Instagram that she dealt with their official marketing person. Mm. Uh, now the head office is in Spain. Okay. The place we're going to is in Jamaica. Yeah. So there's a little bit of confusion, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, we get a hotel the night before that's close to the airport. And then I'm like, okay, so it's all, uh, the trips already, right? Like we, we got the voucher, the people in Jamaica know she goes, no, I'm just going to work that part out once we get there. Mm. I'm like, ah, like, Alex, you got to do this stuff in advance. You don't understand. The Jamaican people don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, they're, they're very like relaxed and slow moving. And if you come in there telling them like, oh no, we have a $500 voucher. It's from the Spain people. If you don't organize that, like if you email them, you'll get an email a week and a half later. Like all that stuff needs to be sussed out beforehand. It's hard to explain you're an influencer, whatever. She's like, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, Alex, I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. And kind of have a debate because people who know me too, like I'm the type of person, like I'm very, very, very overprepared. Like I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I bought the tickets online, <laughs> printed the tickets out just in case, emailed my wife the tickets just in case my phone went dead or uh, something happened to the paper, <laughs> called ahead, talked to the manager, asked how busy it was going to be, and then been like, my name's Shane, and just say, I'm going to be there at the 720 show. Like, I do that for a movie. Yeah. So a trip, I make sure I have all the documents, everything. She's like, it's going to work out. Trust me. I'm like, okay. And she's like, and you're going to like this, Shane. I booked us a special um, like SUV to take us right to the hotel when we land. 
because it's always a problem with those shuttles. You get there, the shuttle's gone. You're waiting two hours in this <laughs> really hot Jamaican airport yeah. lobby. We 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 fly, go to Jamaica. Uh, we go to talk to our SUV person. There's some mild confusion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everything okay, Alex? She's like, oh yes. But I can tell she's lying. I'm like, is everything really okay? She says, uh, no, uh, I booked the wrong day for the SUV. Ooh. And it is. You got a baby with you. It's hot, too. And uh, by the way, I also worked out a thing where because uh, I feel like we need to trick the hotel people, I'm like, once we get to the hotel, Alex is going to change into this nice influencer outfit <laughs> and i'm gonna play the role of her like schlubby husband manager and we're gonna change our daughter into this nice dress to make it look like we're this like very like camera ready family and she's like the star and i'm just the photographer mm-hmm. so how she, far is the hotel from the airport it's about an hour oh okay. so, so she, it's not I, just I, down the way okay. yeah alex is just wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt that's like her plain attire but we're gonna change her into like a super nice outfit that's the plan anyway <laughs> so since she booked the wrong suv we have to wait for another suv two hours go by oh. just wait how's lucy doing it's hot yeah you know it's hot she's a canada baby so she's not used to heat like this really like in, in no air conditioning so suv comes we go hour-long trip then we, we get to Grand Bahia Principe, which is what it's called. Walk in the lobby. No air conditioning. What air time condi- is it? It is midday? four. Four, okay. And by the way, I've checked the weather. Today's the only good day of our trip. Mm. Every other day is thunderstorms. Oh. And I'm like, fuck, I'll party in a thunderstorm. I do not care. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for the photos, I, if we're going to be promoting this place, like we've got to do a little review. That's part of the, the Contra deal. I, it needs to be nice out. It needs to look uh, picturesque. Uh, so anyway, we walk into the hotel. The heat just emanating out. It's hotter inside the hotel mm. lobby than it is outside. <sighs> Huge lineup. Everyone's checking in, checking out. A man <laughs> is screaming. This place fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's from New York. He's like, fuck this place and fuck you. Hey, everybody, I'm leaving this. I'm cutting my trip short by three quarters. And guess what? It's the best thousand bucks I ever spent back to New York. <laughs> That's so, so, I, so I go, sir, I go, what's the problem? He goes, what's the problem? This place fucking sucks. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, and then a woman walks up to him, and they clearly made friends on the trip. And she's like, going back to New York? She's like, you're so lucky. I wish I was going with you. <laughs> like, this place sucks. Someone comes up to him, like, can you keep it down, sir? He's like, my mother just died. <laughs> <laughs> no, but security did actually take him away. Get out. Yeah, they took him away, and it was like the thing where he's being dragged screaming, and they took him to another room to calm him down. <laughs> this is how your trip starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> and Is so, Alex in the influencer outfit yet? No. So, <sighs> And because I don't want to get our spot out of line. I'm like, fuck the outfit. This like, and the day, like the moment is past. Like I'm not, not like super, like we've landed. Let's execute the plan. Let's trick them. Let's get the voucher. And by the way, there's, they charge for Wi-Fi there. And I'm like, let's make sure we get free Wi-Fi. Let's make sure, because we're here to work on our phones. We're not going to pay the $200 it's going to cost us. Uh, Let's make sure we get the nice room that looks very picturesque. Okay, and I'm like, I can't be your um, manager in this situation. You're going to have to take the lead because we both look like schlubs, but you look like the influencer. And I got to look after Lucy, who's overheating. Mm -hmm. So Lucy is super freaking out Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. 
So I'm just dumping like uh, glasses of water. They had little like water receptacles, and I'm dumping it over the head. <laughs> over and people are like looking. You at You read that parenting tactic in a book. Well, right? she's overheating. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm I'm panicking, and but I do want Lucy to look cute also for the thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna like keep her in this nice outfit because I did put her in like a cute little dress. But she's really going nuts. She's getting blotchy. Then I Hulk Hogan the outfit off her because she's so sweaty. You can't even like, you know, some baby outfits are hard. So I actually have to rip open the outfit and then take her to the washroom and give her like a little bath in the sink while we're waiting. And I do this for like half an hour to keep her cool. I'm like, okay, Alex should have this sussed out. I come back. She's arguing with the hotel staff over Wi-Fi. Okay. And I'm like, got the baby who's just in a diaper right now with like, like, you know, my, my kid like has like five hairs on her head. Like they're all frayed. She's got a big like pot belly. Like she, she looks good when she's in her dress and like calm mode, but my baby looks like, like a garbage person at, like at this prison right now. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Wi-Fi? I'm like, who cares? Wi-Fi doesn't matter at this point. We need to get a room. My baby's a Canada baby, and she's overheating. Did he call it a Canada Yeah, yeah. Baby? I'm like, and, and Alex was saying that, too. It's like, she's from Canada. She's overheating, all blotchy. Alex is all blotchy. I'm like, just get us a room. Get us a manager. Uh, and then I, uh, they don't do anything. I walk over to another guy. I go, my, my baby is freaking out, overheating. I need to get to a room. I'm like, I don't care about anything. Just get us a room. It's an emergency. And he looks at me. He goes, relax, man. Like, <laughs> like, like honestly. And, and I'm just like fuming. I'm fuming. I'm like, I need the manager. And because he's dealing with other guests. I'm like, and then he, he goes, gets the manager. Another 10 minutes goes by. Manager comes. I'm showing the manager all the emails. I'm like, look, look, we're influencers, voucher, <laughs> we, we need good room, we need VIP, wristbands, the works, like best room you got. She's like, oh, she actually gets a little freaked out and she's like in charge of marketing too. So she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, let me take you away. She's like, Dr. J is going to take you to your room. And it's this guy, Jamaican guy's name, he's a bellhop. Anyway, <laughs> takes us to our room, we get there, we get our wristbands on, then we get a call. It's like, just to let you know. The free Wi-Fi, you're getting the premium Wi-Fi. It's the best. Mm. The regular Wi-Fi just works in the lobby. You're getting the premium. We're coming up with special wristbands. Gives you VIP access. Mm. Gives you, you know, the works. Gives you access to every uh, fancy restaurant. No reservations. You just walk in. I'm like, finally, yeah, some respect or yeah. whatever. But now I'm just worried. Like, they come up. They do all that shit. I'm just worried about the, the $500 voucher. Mm. And it's kind of looming over... Our heads. Because it's not been addressed yet. The five. No, all we have is the the little perks, the Wi-Fi, which mm. still work like shit. By the way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and was a, a stretch. Yeah, and by the way, they didn't clean our room once. Like, like oh, n- no house there, yeah. service. And this is even once I called to ask them to come up. They just go, yeah, man, <laughs> hang up. <laughs> they don't come. I asked for ice. Right, right away, sir. Sorry for the inconvenience. No, ice doesn't come. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, fuck this place. I hate Jamaica. And then I, when the kids, the kid goes to bed at seven. Yeah. So every night we just have to be on this such a humid balcony drinking warm red stripes. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you're out of the room while she sleeps. So you can't be in the Yeah, we can't be in there. Right. We're, we're, in, we're in the room. Luckily, the room was air conditioned. But you're in like baby jail. And the whole time we're there, all, all the, the main focus of conversation is just like, we're getting this voucher. It's like we're getting, oh, we're no. getting this voucher, I'm like, and I'm just explaining Alex. I'm like, here's why you prep. I'm like, here's what you know. You know how I am with the movie theater. So oh, you're lecturing over. her. Yeah. Oh, just speeches the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> 
she she's like, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. So so then then she goes down to talk to the manager. They're like, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to him. They, they keep pushing it off, and they know like we're like annoying people to deal with because of like you know how how I introduced myself and everything was under extreme duress. So they just keep pushing it, pushing it. Anyway, it's uh, the night before our flight back home. And I'm just like, so we're getting that voucher, right, Alex? She's like, yes. They, they told me I'm going to speak to the manager. I'm like, okay. So that night, uh, maybe some weed smoke was floating up to the balcony. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't buy weed in Jamaica, obviously. But I was uh, <laughs> drunk. I was drunk. hovering over the balcony yeah. trying to ingest it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I was drunk and kind of now – now I'm actually, like, at that point where it's comical what's going on. Like, this has gotten so – comically bad i'm laughing at it you're delirious and i'm just like this is hilarious this is so funny because like i didn't even want to go to this resort again <laughs> i only went because of this voucher i'm like we're getting it and i'm like making fun of alex like it's a scam because sometimes i will like if a telemarketer calls me or some scam like nigerian prince type yeah. scam i will actually talk to those people on the phone for the majority of my bus ride just to kind of fuck with them and have fun <laughs> and just see see the angle. yeah so i start doing my imitation of those scams i'm like hello mrs alexandra we are going to give you super special deal three hundred dollars because you've been such a nice person but let me talk to my manager if you stay on the line i will give you 200 extra dollars but don't tell anyone else okay <laughs> I, and that's what they do they always just keep stringing you along and being like and then we are going to give you four nights in our beautiful luxury suite and trust me, how sweet will it be? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'm kidding, Miss Alexandra. Now, could you please send me your husband's social insurance number? <laughs> like, that's how it is. But I'm telling Alex this, and I'm like howling at myself, like how like funny I'm being. And she's like going white. She's just not reacting. And she goes, oh, my God. I go, what? She goes, that's how they were talking to me. I go in the email talk. I'm like, you were, you were talking to the head of Spain. She goes, I was, but they were acting like they didn't know anything about the, the voucher. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, I'm like, I'm like, that, is that why you asked for me to send you the front and back of my credit card and take a picture of my passport? Like, I thought it was for the plane. She's like, yeah, it was the, they, they said they needed to, uh, they needed your passport and they needed your uh, front and back of your credit card. <laughs> oh, no. And then they said they're going to charge us $5 to see if the credit card works and then they so they can access the $500 voucher I'm like you're fucking kidding me I'm like you're kidding me I'm oh like, my god I'm like show me the email show me the email obviously our premium Wi-Fi doesn't work so <laughs> <laughs> so we got to go down to to the lobby and and check check this email I look at it and I'm like oh my god it's like grammatical errors left right center the email is Grand Bahia one two three four at gmail.com. Oh, no. I'm like, a Gmail account is always going to be fraud. I'm like, it's always going to be at Grand Bahia. It's not going to be Grand Bahia at Gmail. She's like, I thought only Hotmail was fraud. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, any free email provider is susceptible to fraud. She's like, I thought because it was tropical, they just used it or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, okay, is the Instagram account? legit that you uh, were contacting she goes i don't know anything anymore we check the instagram account they have 17 posts 110 followers and i'm like no blue it, check mark no blue check mark <laughs> i'm like oh my god this is bullshit we've been totally duped we're fucked so i call my uh credit card agency and then i tell them like i tell them the whole ridiculous story 
and then they cancel the credit card. Mm, good. Instantly, the uh, we get blocked from Grand Bahia's Instagram account to kind of like as if we didn't know it was a fraud. So I guess they were about to use our credit card. So Grand Bahia blocked it. Wow. Like the hotel. Like the fake Instagram account. That was representing the hotel. Yeah, it's like yep. brand underscore Bahia underscore. So they blocked you guys. Probably because they tried to use the card and then it, it, it came back to Yeah, mind. but luckily I, I canceled. Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next day we still tried to talk to the manager. And now it's like we're trying to scam the hotel now. Um, now we're trying to just get the $500 voucher. You're in cahoots with this Instagram account now. Well, we're showing them the emails. We're like, we need this voucher. And the real Spain person said there's an influencer discount, which we had assumed in this all these layers of confusion that the, the influencer discount was the $500. Yeah. Now I'll just, I'll take anything, like any... Like literally, like if they give us a hundred dollars off, I would feel like that was a huge win. After getting oh yeah, scammed. man, holy shit! So how did it resolve? Did you get anything back? No, we just ended up going to the airport, and there was this little Jamaican hat with the fake dreads, and we put it on Lucy and took a picture. That was hilarious, <laughs> by the way. That was so funny. I got my-